Dragon. I'm Paul Campanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. Oh, Kirk, how you doing? I am lovely, Paul. Thank you for asking. Kirk. Yes. Something exciting happened to me this weekend. I I know a little, but yeah. I'd like to know more. L- low key, kind of exciting, but but for me, it was a very, no. I mean, a unique experience. It's big for you. So I'll give you I'll give you it in three quick bullet points, and Hit then me. I'll explain. Number one, I met Pat Smear from the Germs, Nirvana, and Foo Fighters. Big deal. That's a big yeah. deal. Two, I met Pat Pat Smear at a party at Pat Smear's house. I did not know that. You no. didn't tell me that. Uh, and then Pat Smear told me I'm too young to know about the Germs. <laughs> you buried the lead. Yeah. Nice. It's how, how this happened is sort of like a, a mildly um, complicated L.A. sort of story. Yeah. Where uh, a friend of mine who I used to work with is a castaway slash contestant on the currently airing season of Survivor. Yes, you mentioned uh, off camera. As well as a friend of the show, Katie Willer, also has uh, an ex-co-worker slash friend who's a contestant on the current season of Survivor. Because Hollywood. Right. So we've been watching this season. I'm actually a big fan of the show. I've seen every episode mm-hmm. for almost 40 seasons. Yeah. Um, so this was exciting for me. And Lauren, my friend who's on the show, invited me to her big 30th birthday party at Pat Smear's house. The reason why it was at Pat Smear's house is because uh, Lauren is nanny to Pat Smear's daughter. Ah, there it is. And uh, he has a nice big house with a nice big backyard. And he apparently let her use the home for her Very nice of him. Uh, yes, and I knew, you know, when I was going there that she was his nanny and that mm-hmm. it was his house. I did not expect to see him there. Yeah. I did expect to see Survivor contestants, who I did see, which was also fun. <laughs> yes. Not music related. Yeah. I figured Pat and his wife would let her use the house and then kind of like make themselves scarce. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I guess, you know, they're friendly. And so he was hanging around in his own yard. And at one point, uh, I saw him just sort of standing by himself. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to go talk to Pat Smear. I'm going to kick myself if I leave and yeah. I don't talk to Pat Smear. Better to do it and have it, you know, just an awkward experience than to never do it. That's exactly what I said to Katie Willer, who was at the party with me. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> no, it was it was mildly awkward in yeah. the way that approaching any celebrity yeah, is rough. always awkward. And, uh, you know, you live in L.A. and you don't approach celebrities when you see them. But no. this was at a party at his house. Yeah. So I just went up to him. I said, hi, Pat. I'm, you know... I'm a big fan and, you know, thank you for letting Lauren use your house or something like yeah. that. No, it's a, good, it's a good lead. And then yeah, he was very friendly, very cheerful. And he asked me how I knew Lauren. So I told him the yeah. story I just told you. And then I found myself talking to Pat Smear about Survivor and like how <laughs> Katie and I know. To, and I'm like, why am I wasting this moment yeah. talking about Survivor? There's so much musical things you could be talking to him about. Yeah. So I just said, I told him I'm a big fan of the germs. And he looked kind of taken aback because I, I imagine most people who come up to him say Foo Fighters. Yeah, that's the first thing they would or say. Or Nirvana. Yeah. But I said the germ because I was very deliberate. A, I mean, that is my favorite yeah. of his three bands. And and B, I was deliberately trying to be the cool guy. Yeah. yeah like, not- I'm going to say the more obscure thing and show him I'm a real fan. Yeah, you're not basic. And so he sort of like, he sort of went like, oh, and he goes, you weren't even born yet. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's true. But, yeah. you know. Come on, he was being self-deprecating. Yes. He knows that people know the truth. Yeah, terms. but still. But yeah, Darby died when I was yeah. two years before I was born, 
and I first knew him from Nirvana. Yeah. But I, I genuinely do love the germs. So. Definitely. And then, so I only talked to him for a few minutes, and then two people who were there, who were leaving the party, kind of came to say goodbye to mm-hmm. Pat, and then he was chatting with them. And I was just sort of standing there for a couple of seconds, and I was like, I don't want to, like, stand and wait to yeah. keep talking to him. Yeah, it's rough. So I just sort of, like, bow, like bowed, out. Just bowed and yep. walked away. And then those two women who were chatting with him left the party very soon after they said goodbye. And then he was just standing by himself again. And I was like, I totally could have just stayed standing there and kept talking to Pat. You guys could have been best friends by now. We could have been. I mean, oof. We would we'd be texting. Yeah, he'd be on the show right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, but, the music great gun with Paul Champanelli and Pat yeah, Smear. That's right. Yeah. It, so it was mildly awkward because... You know, you meet someone you're a fan yeah. of, you tell them you're a fan, and then what do you talk about? It's hard. Yeah. But, but it went as smooth as it could go. You did it the right way. Yeah. You did it the right way. And that is such, like, an L.A. story. Yeah. It's so, like, you're like, I'm at this party for a different reason, and yeah. he's there. It's so L.A. But it wasn't, like, it's a, a douchey, show-busy no. party, which was nice, because I wouldn't I wouldn't go to those, one of those even if I wasn't yeah. invited, which I never have been. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's just a weird coincidence. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, a, it was special. That's a that's a perfect – it's a perfect party for you to go to. Yeah. As opposed to, like, I'm going to a party and, you know, Keith Sweat is hosting. <laughs> well, I, I really wouldn't have anything Then, then you would Keith call Sweat. me like, get over here. Kirk. I would say, I have a podcast and my <laughs> co-host really thinks you're great. He thinks you're great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so yeah, I just wanted. To, I, had, awesome. I had to mention that. That I mean, that's a. I mean, that's a little bucket listy. I would say definitely. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's talk about something that was on TV this weekend. Yes. The 2019 Soul Train Awards were on. I did not see it, but I do know it's hosted by two people I love dearly: yeah. uh, Tisha Campbell and Tisha Arnold. Yes, from from Martin. Yes, yeah. I guess it's like their regular gig or something. They've done it like once or twice before or something. They're I like, didn't know that. I didn't yeah. even know ahead of time that the award show was going to yes. be on. Nor did I watch it. I didn't watch it either. I'm only aware of it because it was trending on Twitter. Do you know why it was trending on Twitter? No, I'm not on the Twitter. That's right. You're not anymore. And it wasn't Soul Train Awards that was trending. It was Morris Day. <gasps> no way. Morris Day was trending on Twitter last night. And of course, anytime you see a celebrity's name trending on Twitter, you think you have that moment where you think someone has died. Yeah. So I anxiously clicked on his name, and then it just turned out that uh, there was a tribute to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis was part of the show. Oh, I'm gonna go catch this. And a bunch of artists saying with them yeah and then at the end of the tribute and jimmy jam and terry lewis were on stage performing oh cool morris day and the time with babyface for some reason came out and did jungle love and the bird oh. and it was just so good that everyone on twitter was like, you know some people were like who's morris day oh screw those people and then other people were like screw these people who don't know who morris day yeah. is but everyone was saying those things because it was the best yeah yeah really interesting that babyface was in that mix yeah I mean, I can you can kind of see it, but you can kind of not. Yeah. Oh, I gotta go look this up now. That wasn't the only thing I wanted to tell you that happened at the Soul Train. There's more. Yes. Okay. Stokely performed. Oh God, I can't believe I missed this. He did his new single, and then after that, he did Pretty Brown Eyes. Oh, jam! I did. People lose their mind. Yeah. At Pretty Brown Eyes. Yeah. yeah. Standard. Gold yeah, standard. yeah, yeah. And it's all on uh, BET's YouTube channel. Okay, I'm gonna go check. So it out. you can watch all of that. I am ashamed I didn't watch. You would have if you knew those exact things were going to be part of the show. I probably would have. 
Yeah. Uh, instead, I had to watch The Walking Dead with my wife. Oh, you, you got to. You got to. Yeah, I got to. Yeah. I'm committed. You were to. privileged to watch privileged The to. Walking Dead. Yes, exactly. And, but yeah. uh, I'm going to check that out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the crowd went wild for Morris Day. They even had Jerome with the mirror. Uh, my favorite. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to see if everyone in, uh, from the original band is there. That would be interesting. Uh, it was pretty wild. Yeah, you'd be able to yeah. identify each person. Yeah. But, you know, Jimmy Jim and Terry and Morris and Jerome were there. Yeah. With Babyface. Again, yeah, odd, but okay, I'll take yeah. it. I like babies too. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to ask you if you saw it, tell you about it if you did. Very cool. Yeah. Now it's time for the listener mailbag. All right. We blow the dust off of this bag. <laughs> we thought <laughs> we lost that bag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this actually isn't technically mail. Okay. What I'm about to read is a review for our podcast oh. that was on Apple Podcast and has actually been sitting there for a while. Mm-hmm. But what I discovered is if people from other countries post reviews for your show, it doesn't show up if you're looking at the show's page in the US. So I found it on like some website. So we have oh. two we have two reviews from out of the from out of the country that don't show up. No idea. On the page. Yeah, because we, we we wouldn't see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. interesting. Uh, I don't know why those reviews would be regional. That yeah, seems that's unfair. Weird. It seems dumb. So this is from August. Uh, but I found out I wanted to read this five-star review. Ah! Nice. Uh, the title of the review is Brilliant Listen. Uh, love this podcast. Stumbled across it looking for Madonna content. But I've learned so much about artists and tracks I'd either long forgotten or didn't know existed. Would probably suit better to a YouTube channel so we can watch the videos along with the commentary. But can see why these guys steer clear of that, that platform. Thanks for all the hours of work, lads. That's from Travis 1987 in Australia. All right. So thank you, Travis. Thank you, Travis. That's awesome. The reason I read that wasn't just to toot our own horns. I mean, that's the only reason I would have read it, but go ahead. But just to address the YouTube issue. Okay. Yeah, we don't have a video podcast. Yeah. We don't post them on YouTube. I used to say at the top of the show that if you want to watch the videos Mm -hmm. along with us, we have the playlists on the website. Yes. We still have the playlists on the website, except I moved that piece of information from the beginning of the show to the end. Yes. And just in case there are other Travises out there, or maybe he missed that point, I'm going to I'm gonna start saying it at the beginning again. There you go. Because that, that, to me, is still a major part yeah. of our podcast, is yeah. that we put the playlists of all the videos on every episode on our website, and it's intended that people listening yeah. go and check them out themselves. Exactly. It's not organized in any convenient way where you can consume the show. <laughs> no, along with the it's videos. not, but it's there. But it's still there for you. Yeah. So I'm going to start saying it at the beginning again. Fine call. And so thank you again, Travis. Travis, that's awesome. Thank you. Keep listening. And go to musicraygun.com to watch the videos. And tell your friends. Yeah. But now it's time for Don't At Me. Don't At Me. Okay, Don't At Me is the part of the mini-episode when Kirk and I each say a hot take or an unpopular opinion about something in music, but we don't care about anyone else's opinion, so please don't at us. Please. Uh, would you like to go... I'll go first. All right, sounds I'll good. go first this time. There you go. I've got, a, I've got something to say about Prince. <laughs> okay. I've got an opinion about Prince. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This will be interesting. You want to hear my opinion about Prince? I mean, I don't know much about the guy, so I'd like to hear what you have to say. <laughs> All right. No, this is, I, I am curious to see what your response to okay. this will be. The best song on Prince's Dirty Mind album is Sister. 
Sorry if you don't like the song Subject Matter, but as I've said before, I don't pay attention to lyrics. Therefore, Sister is the best song on Dirty Mind. Don't at me. Um, I would disagree, mm-hmm. but not emphatically. Okay. You have uh, a different favorite. I have a different favorite, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Uh, Mine my, my would probably be, um, uh, gosh. It's hard to pick. It's my it's favorite really Aaron's album. It would probably be Uptown. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that I mean, there's not a bad song. There's not, a, and it's such a fast album. Yeah, that there's nothing bad about it. I just had the experience recently that I've had before of listening to Dirty Mind in the car, and and like Sister is such a jam, and yeah. wanting to blast it, but then being like, mm, no, <laughs> maybe I no, yeah. no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, even with the windows up, don't yeah. do it. No, yeah. it's not even subtext. Yes. It's all text. Yeah, that I would say that's a hot take, but that's a good like. Uh, you know your prince. That's oh, yeah. not that's not just you being uh contrarian. That's you. Ju- it's also I find that interesting because that's a, s- a faster punk quote punk totally influence song. Yeah, it's so, it's really driving. You can yeah. dance. It like would be a party song, but you would never play it at a yes. party. It's just so it's it's way too uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's a real interesting song that way. Right. But I'm just gonna go out there and say. It's the best song on the album. That is very On my favorite Prince album. Oh, it's not my favorite, but it's up there. But yeah, yeah. interesting. Good stuff. All right. You're right. Um, The Fuji's cover of Killing Me Softly kind of sucks. And I think it's because Killing Me Softly kind of sucks. <laughs> Don't at me. I thought you were going to say... The Fuji's cover is better than the Roberta Flack original. Oh. And I was ready to agree with you. <laughs> I would go there. I don't like either. Okay. I really am not a fan of either. Mm. I enjoy the Fuji's a lot. Um, listen to their stuff still to this day. Yeah. But anytime... And Kill Me Softly is always on the radio. Is it? Yeah, it really is. And I just like, no. And it's like, it'll be in like Spotify mixes that I have yeah. when you do random searches. Sure. And I'm like, it's not good, but it's not their fault. It's because the original wasn't good. <laughs> I remember when the score came out. I was in junior high. It was the biggest thing oh, in the world. I mean, it's gigantic. But that, I think that's why I prefer that version is because it's the first one I heard. I didn't oh, know it was yeah. a cover at that yeah. age. And it's so tied to my junior high memories yeah. that... There's so much nostalgia built in that it's I can't look at it objectively. That makes sense. Yeah. Now the original doesn't have any pull on me just because I think it was like 1973 or four. Yeah, and then you know I knew of it later on in life, and I never really cared for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd rather hear Minnie Ripperton's "Loving You." Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is an interesting take. Yeah, I like that dynamic. But now it's time. For the music trivia quiz. (sighs) This is is the part of the mini episode when Kirk and I each ask each other questions from the music-themed expansion pack for the board game Trivial Pursuit. It was published in 1985, so all of the questions are about music from before 1985. What does that mean, Kirk? It means it's hard. It's a lot. It's a a lot. It's it's a lot hard. It's hard a lot. Last time we played, I won... Did you? I did. And my current winning streak stands at an astonishing one win. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking to actually turn it into a streak. I don't know. Does two count as a streak? Two counts as a streak. I feel like I've asked that question yeah, before. Yeah, it counts. Yeah. Okay. It counts. Uh, I'm defending, so I'll go second. Yes. I'll so ask I will, you first. And I'm going to just go without even thinking. That All right. That's the card. Just waste no time. Cover notes. 
What new vaudeville band novelty song won the 1966 Grammy for Best Contemporary Recording? New vaudeville band is in caps. That's the name of the band. What new vaudeville band novelty song won the 66 Grammy for Best Contemporary Recording? Uh, good God. I'm just trying to think of any novelty song at that time. Can I look at the um, you, yes, the, yes, the words that he has there? New vaudeville band. Okay, so it's called the New Vaudeville Band, like you said. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me, where's your one more yeah, time? See if there's any clues. What new? There aren't. <laughs> what new vaudeville band novelty song won the '66 Grammy for Best Contemporary Recording? Um, for the sake of time, and I can't think of anything else. The Streak, which I know is the '70s. <laughs> Winchester Cathedral. <laughs> That's a novelty song? You got me, man. I don't even know what that is. Neither do I. Your mother should know. Who led the band on Canadian radio's Music by Faith? Uh, those are just words put together. What? <laughs> Who led the band on Canadian radio's Music by Faith? Percy Faith. Correct. Oh, all right. Correct. You found the clue in there. Found the clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Wow. 1950s. Who's backed by the Railettes? That's R-A-E-L-E-T-T-E-S. Who's backed by the Railettes? Johnny Ray. Incorrect. Ray Charles. Oh, I I never knew that. Neither did I, I actually. Known that. That's interesting. Interesting? Yeah. Why isn't it R-A-Y? That's why I showed it to you, just so yeah. I would give you the full disclosure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Uh, 1960s. What folk singer played an infamous Christmas concert in Hanoi during the Vietnam War? Bob Dylan. Incorrect. Joan Baez. Oh, didn't know that. Uh, I imagine not. Otherwise, you would have answered it correctly. <laughs> Good point. After the Beatles, what English comedian topped the British charts with Ernie? Parentheses, the fastest milkman in the West. I, I'm not even going to answer because I don't even know. Give it a think. Say it one more time. What English comedian topped the British charts with Ernie, the fastest milkman in the West? Benny Hill. Correct. All right. What, name a stupid English comedian. I was, I was about to say, that's the dumbest yeah. thing I've ever <laughs> So it had to be that. I knew you could reason yes. your way to it. Ugh. All right. This is for Parr. All right. Which is what I won with last time. So well, we can par, take. Parr wins. C's get degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Or as I learned today, this expression I like even better. You can't spell degree without D. <laughs> I'm going to tell my kids both of those. <laughs> okay. For par, anything goes is the category. What are the four main members of the saxophone family? Kirk, before you even answer, I just want to remind you that our most listened to episode of our podcast, 72 episodes in. Is our saxophone yes. episode. And my son just started taking saxophone this summer. There you go. Name the four saxophones. Okay. Uh, tenor, alto, soprano. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't even know if those are right. I know two are right. Ten- <laughs> I know tenor and alto. Mm-hmm. Tenor and alto. Can I just give you three? It won't be a correct answer. God you can give it. me just three, but right. there are four. Uh, it's not a trick. The back of the card doesn't say, psych, there's only three. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, tenor, alto. Uh, 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 
I'm just going to say baritone because I can't think of anything else. It is baritone. That's correct. No. Yes. Is it really? Yes. I don't even know what a baritone sax is. It's just the same as all the vo- oh, vocal okay. ranges. Yeah. I knew the three. And I was like, oh, this is a soprano sax because I think Kenny G. That's what Kenny G. Plays. Yeah. Yeah. I've never known anyone to play a baritone. baritone. In fact, I think I thought there was such a thing as a bass sax. Oh wow, that I would not know. Um, but yeah, you got it. I got par. God damn you! Because I was sure after you took twenty minutes to answer that you'd never get there. Oh, and then you're like, Christ. I'm just going to toss it away and say <laughs> baritone. <laughs> You oh, son of a bitch. That was stressful. <laughs> oh my god. But it's satisfying when you work for the par. Yeah, yeah. You gotta work for par. Alright. Story of my life. Working for par. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go with this guy. Alright, here we so, go. Right. Here need we four go. to win. Need four this to is win. The difficulty you had last time. Cover notes. Mm-hmm. How many takes did it take Jerry Lee Lewis to record whole lot of shaking going on? One. Correct. Mom. What sequin pianist was encouraged by Ignacy Jan Paderewski? What sequined pianist was encouraged by? Okay. Um, I feel like there was a time in a past quiz when something referenced a sequined pianist, and I guessed this person, and I was wrong. But I still can't, I cannot remember what the correct answer was. So I'm just going to say Liberace. That is correct. Okay. Great. Okay. What Southern Rocker's first single is Crazy Arms? Crazy Arms? Mm-hmm. Southern Rocker? Mm-hmm. What Southern Rocker's first single is Crazy Arms? This is the 50s. 50s, correct. Yes, thank you. Sorry. I don't know a song called Crazy Arms. I'm going to say Jerry Lee Lewis. You are correct. You All are right. the role. You're We're tied. We're tied. We're tied. You're going to start liking this now. Right. 60s. What Jerry Lee Lewis classic <laughs> did John Lennon call the perfect rock and roll record? Whole lot of shaking going on. Great balls of fire. I said whole lot of shaking going on first. So if that's wrong, then I'm wrong. No, that's right. Oh, it is. Yeah, oh, you okay. won. This, you, you're going to gonna like this. Yeah. What rocker worried he'd put in a... What rocker worried he'd be put, quote, in a cell with an electric piano with no electricity? Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. I picked one of those cards. Yeah. After all that work you put in for your par. So mad. Okay, so what's the last answer? Uh, I'm not reading you the question. Jerry Lee Lewis. Right. Yeah, what's the question, though? What was Who was quoted, the loss of my mother and two sons got to me. I needed a fifth of tequila just to sober up. Yeah, I, see, if we were playing Trivial Pursuit the way it's meant to be played, where you just get one question from the card, yeah. I would not know that. I'm I wouldn't know it. I'm so mad. I got six, buddy. But you know what? I feel dirty about you, it. You should. You I should feel, feel filthy. Yeah, I feel filthy. Good. Good, Paul. Because I feel shitty. Uh, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, too. Streak established. Yeah. Um, but that's it for the mini episode. Bye. Bye.